Chart Chat is a member of the Teej.fm network from WTJU Radio. Find out more at Teej.fm. That's T-E-E-J dot F-M. Everybody. It's Monday, March 11th, 2019. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Tanner. And you're listening to Chart Chat, your weekly guide to the past week of pop singles hitting the US and UK charts. Tanner, we're in the same room. This feels weird in a good way, but it still feels weird. There's not that little bit of delay that we have to compensate for. It's fantastic. Oh, good. I should come to Charlottesville more often. I agree. And even though it is clearly a very special time for us all to be together, we must address these UK chart entries. Here we go. At number 95, we have Sam Fender's Play God. At number 89, we have BB Rexa's Last Hurrah. Peer Pressure by James Bay featuring Julia Michaels debuts at number 85. Georgia Smith debuts at number 73 this week with Don't Watch Me Cry. And then we have a mini gigs block. Start at number 53. That's Gigs Baby. 187, also by Gigs, debuts at 42. The latest single from Dave's debut album, Black, debuts at number 40. And cracking the top 10 this week, we have Pink with Walk Me Home. That's all I got, Tanner. So over here on the U.S., we are seeing both Offset's Father of Four and Gunna's Dripper Drown 2. Those are both albums whose singles we've talked about in the past. But first we start at number 100, where Ski Mask the Slump God debuts with Faucet Failure. Then we get number 97, there's Gunna featuring Playboy Cardi with Sane Young N. Debuting at number 95, there's Kane Brown with Good As You. Right below him at number 94, there's John Mayer. Kind of forgot about him. Debuting with I Guess I Just Feel Like. Gunna By Himself debuts at number 91 with Speed It Up. Then we jump up to number 87 where Summer Walker and Drake debut with Girls Need Love. Got Offset and then Gunna at number 86 and 75 with Lick and Wit It, respectively. And then one notch above that at number 74, we've got Gunna featuring Young Thug with Three-Headed Snake. Hop over to number 72, where Lil Pump featuring Lil Wayne debut with their song Be Like Me. At number 70, we've got Gunna again by himself with Outstanding. At number 65 and 64, we've got two offset tracks. The first one features J. Cole and is called How Did I Get Here? And the second one is titled Clout with Cardi B. Debuting at number 54, we've got Pink with Walk Me Home. And then our highest entry is still relatively low compared to the UK entries. We've got Offset featuring Travis Scott and 21 Savage at number 49 with their song Legacy. What you kicking things off with, Caitlin? We're going to start sad. Possibly the saddest track that we have to offer this week. We are going to talk about the lovely Georgia Smith. She features again on Chart Chat. I can't remember, but I think we discussed her either in the context of the Black Panther album or the track with Stormzy. We definitely talked about the track with Stormzy. I remember both of us really liking that. And then I think in a broader discussion about Black Panther, you brought her up as well, I think. Oh, great. Okay, so listeners might be a little bit more familiar than I thought originally. Just to catch you guys up, things have definitely happened for Smith since we talked about her. First and foremost, she won the coveted Brit Award for British Female Solo Artist. Dua Lipa won it last year. Adele won it in 2016. So you can kind of 
see how this is a very huge deal. She was also nominated for two other awards, but she lost to the 1975 for the British Album Award. How Tanner just rolled his eyes hard. Like, I don't understand. There were a couple other really good albums up, but... People really like that album. And she also lost to Tom Walker for British Breakthrough Act. That one I kind of understand a little more because she peaked a little bit earlier in 2018, so not quite a breakthrough. I get that. The track we are going to listen to is the final track listing on Smith's debut album that's titled Lost and Found, and it was released on June 8th of last year. So the reason we're seeing it right now in the charts is definitely because Smith chose this track to perform at the Brit Awards on February 20th of this year. So again, that is why it popped up on our radar. All right, guys, this is your chance. Get your tissue boxes out. We're going to listen to Don't Watch Me Cry. Can't see through the thought Not that I want to get in But I want to see how your mind works No, it's hard when they don't know what they've done Thinking is best that they leave Meaning that I'll have to move on Moments in time, don't watch me cry. I'm not crying because you left me on my own. I'm not crying because you left me with a wonderhead. I'm just crying because I can't escape what could have been. Are you aware when you set me? Wildly sad, phenomenal lyrics, yet strikingly simple. Okay, here is why I love this song. One, I envy Smith's breath control. She does this thing where she releases breath before she sings, and it gives her voice this weird, haunting, kind of soul-piercingly sad quality. I don't know if I could give an example just talking, but you know I'm going to try it, Tanner. So she kind of like takes a deep breath in and will breathe and go and then starts her like starts whatever word she's trying to sing. So it kind of sounds maybe at times weak, a little bit strained, but I think she's consciously doing that rather than being not a skilled singer. Anyway, moving on to number two. This definitely has more of an Adele vibe than the previous tracks we talked about. I threw them on the playlist in case you wanted to remind yourself what they sound like. And I think it also follows a little bit in the footsteps of a certain piano ballad slash pick of the week that left both Tanner and I very speechless a few weeks ago. Yes, Casey Musgraves, Rainbow. Third point, whenever I do groups of three, I feel like I end with theory. It's probably a disease. Okay. Theory Nerd coming out. This song is in the key of B-flat minor. It's very brooding. It's very thoughtful. So what? 
Why do we care? We care because the opening chord is an A-flat major chord. Easy, simple, just a triad, but it's built on the seventh scale degree of that B-flat minor scale. And just in general, you don't see a major seventh used in pop music a lot. I think a lot of people would fight me and say if I made the claim to say that not a lot of pop music spends time in minor keys, because I don't think that's very fair to say at all. That's a bad generality, but I think with the major seventh chord, that is something that is unique. And the beginning of kind of moving from seven to one doesn't allow listeners to kind of gain their footing in the song at all. And I think that definitely mirrors Smith's kind of inability to emotionally move on from this man she's singing about in the song. I am all about that kind of meshing of chord structure and emotional instability. Super cool. Thank you, Georgia Smith. Thank you, Tanner, for giving us your thoughts on this one. That was a preemptive thank you. You haven't even heard my thoughts. Now I feel bad because I don't care much for this song. It definitely feels very adult to me, like you mentioned. And I think the song as written is okay. It's fine. But the vocals completely lose me. There's something about her tone here, and maybe it has something to do with what you just explained. Her tone feels very blaring. Like if you go back and listen to the chorus, there's this kind of nasal force behind the words, you left or escape, and it rubs me the wrong way. And then when you go into the second verse, it's the same thing. And the texture just kind of juts out. It was really off-putting to me. It feels kind of at odds with the mood of the song. I remember last year when this album came out, I had this kind of similar conflicted response where I wanted to like the album more than I actually did. And that's basically my response to this song in a nutshell. Sorry. Sorry, Georgia. Sorry, Caitlin. No, I agree with that because I experienced it with this song. To be perfectly honest with you guys, I was going to talk about the James Bay Julia Michaels and then I got so bored with it that I gave Georgia Smith another listen and then I listened to it for a half hour straight while I was driving the car and I got in my feelings a little bit and you know what happens when Caitlin gets in her feelings she talks about them it's very healthy (laughs) what else is healthy is the direction that Giggs is going we're going to talk about his track coming up next which one you'll find out but first a shred of honesty i have never wanted anything to do with this 35 year old veteran uk rapper he just in my ears has never been as talented as somebody like skepta or up and coming stormzy i just kind of forced myself not to make time for him and when i saw these tracks i was not excited he was always just far away enough from grime where I just kind of brushed him off. However, I always thought his voice had a lot of potential. It never captured my attention until now, and I'll try to explain why in a few moments. So I'm uncharacteristically going to not indulge in the track that I prefer. I liked 187 a little bit more because of the instrumentals. It leaned a little bit more grime. It was very nasty in a good way. Please go listen to it. Therefore... We're going to talk about Baby. Both of these tracks come from Giggs' fifth studio album. The title of that album is Big Bad, and that was released on February 22nd of this year. Admittedly, I don't have too much to say about this track. It kind of speaks for itself in a way. It's very unapologetically what it is, and you will see why. 
Uh, again, this is baby gigs. Hello, sexy. You're the good Jano, sexy. Yes. I'm stepping out, I know flexy. Flex. Stepping out, I know flexy. Flex. New gaffer, so sticky insects. Stop. Blue trapper, new slapper. It's Madagascar when the monkeys made a poo scatter. Hello, baby. Don't be so paro, baby. Don't be so shallow, baby. You get the wolf barrow, baby. You get the straight arrow, baby. I'm on a straight and narrow, baby. Yeah. I wing it, go spiral crazy. Like I'm the dark, I know Daisy. Another couple of things. <laughs> we're just gonna... First, we're gonna start with the elephant in the room. Or maybe more appropriately, the monkey in the room. <laughs> so this is very clearly a wooing type of song like seeing trying to seduce a girl maybe and then he's talking about monkeys throwing their own poop <laughs> okay i gotta get a hold, a hold of myself okay so there's that the way that he comes in with the hook hello baby it's like the distance from the vocals, the way the vocals are mixed in the beginning, it's just kind of very mid, comfortable range, and then all of a sudden, hello, baby. It's, ooh, it's very off-putting, especially after the monkey thing. It's just Tanner and I were losing it in a good way. The last couple of things I want to say with track comparisons, obviously, I'm too sexy for my shirt, too sexy. I feel like he probably didn't channel that consciously but that is what I thought of I was like oh my gosh it's laughable enough to that point right that I could make that comparison want to know the funny thing about that song yes that was the number one song in the U.S. when I was born so thanks right said Fred <laughs> I feel like that's so appropriate for you that makes one of us okay <laughs> last thing I'm gonna say is Tanner, have you listened to the Kanye West track, Monster? Nicki Minaj features on it. Naturally. Naturally, great. So you might be familiar with the Jay-Z verse. He starts off just like listing monster. Sasquatch, Godzilla, King Kong, Loch Ness, Goblin, Ghoul, a zombie with no con. That reminds me a lot of the kind of tripping over yourself that maybe Giggs is doing a little bit at the beginning of the clip that I played he just kind of goes rum papa pum papa hana, hana. like <laughs> he just kind of stops saying words for a little bit and I feel like that's Jay-Z might have hit a similar wall like oh the song's called monster <laughs> let me just Tanner do you want to wrap us up I find it hard to believe given all that that you do actually like the song but I will throw my hat into the ring and say that I definitely do like the song quite a bit actually and a lot of it boils down to one small detail, and I think this is a perfect song to illustrate how a really compelling sonic hook can make a song pop. And if you go back and you listen, we might even try to edit in a clip here, of the drum fill that marks the ends of phrases here. It's Madagascar when the monkeys made a poo scatter. 
it's a swung rhythm one then two then three then four and it's in the context of an otherwise straight beat then you know you throw a low pass filter on it so it's kind of muffly make sure it doesn't muscle out any of the other song uh, sounds that are going on in the track i'm completely sold it's just that little twist of rhythmic variety that i've talked about in plenty of other tracks that i will talk about later this episode even but i'm sold uh, that completely makes the song work for me the rapping's kind of inconsistent a little loosey-goosey like you mentioned but he's, he's, he sounds like he's having fun with it which tends to go a long way for me particularly when you have something like hello baby <laughs> hello baby <laughs> which is real like austin powers level kind of like it feels weird like you mentioned yeah it's like he just funny. kind of comes up behind you in the club and is like hello baby mm, little creeper <laughs> it cracks me up and it makes the song work all right, that's it from me, Tanner. Let's hear about the U.S. charts. So over here on the U.S., we're going to start with someone who is completely new to the Billboard charts, so much so that it seems impossible to find much information out about her. I'm talking about Summer Walker. I'm talking about her song, the remix of which now features Drake. The song's called Girls Need Love. And part of this lack of information seems in part due to Summer Walker's seeming aversion to interviews. I think she had the first one last month when she was named Apple Beats One's like first new upcoming artist, whatever title of that award that I didn't write down is, because I didn't think I was going to bring it up, but I did. I'll also bring up that Summer Walker is a 22-year-old musician from Atlanta. She's signed to the label Love Renaissance, which is home to artists like Black, Boogie, and If Memory Serves, the man behind one of Caitlin's favorite songs, Dram. Can I play a clip? A clip of what? What what song is that? And no telling what I'm feeling. Beyond, hey, hey, I'm beyond all that. F- hey, little mama, would you like to be my sunshine? We touch my game, we gon' turn this to Columbine. Ice on my neck, cost me ten times three. Thirty thousand dollars for a new rocket fleet. I just hit Rodeo. That was Broccoli by Dram, Caitlin's version of Ric Flair Drip, I imagine. Summer Walker, meanwhile, she released her debut album Last Day of Summer back in October, and then she went on a world tour with Black, which is pretty impressive on its own. Girls Need Love was the lead single from that album Last Day of Summer, and while that song didn't hit the Hot 100, it did reach the top 10 of the Hot R&B Songs chart. So that was likely one factor in Drake's decision to appear on the remix that is now hitting the Hot 100 this week, but there are plenty others. 2018 was... As most of us likely know, a year full of Drake appearing on emerging artists' tracks. I'm thinking of Little Baby or Black Boy GAB, etc., etc. In this sort of perhaps Faustian exchange of exposure for clout. And Walker seems to be this year's first example of that continuing practice. But even beyond that, as you'll hear shortly, the stylistic resonances are quite clear. So it's not as if Drake is venturing super far beyond his wheelhouse here. But we're going to keep the focus on Walker, and we're going to listen to a clip again. This is Summer Walker, Girls Need Love. Honestly, I'm trying to stay focused. You must think I got to be joking when I say, I don't think I can't wait. I just need it now. Better swing my way. I just need some. I just need some love. Try to f with his line. Baby, I just need a thug Won't you be my plug, ayy You could be the one, ayy 
Like the bulk of Last Day of Summer, Girls Need Love is nothing if not chill with 20 L's on the end there. It reminds me a little bit of what Kaliuchi kind of aims for with her music. Very mellow, unflappable, almost zoned out, almost verging on lethargic. But I think Walker does it a lot better. I know you and I have both talked about our kind of mild distaste for Uchis. Uh, but I think a lot of what makes this track and Summer Walker's music in general work is her voice. So her lyrics are this nuanced combination of aching sexual desire alongside a frustration with the gendered sort of double standard that surrounds that desire. And you have both sides of that represented in her singing. Sometimes she's very sultry. Sometimes it sounds like she's suppressing a sigh of just exasperation. It's a really compelling vocal performance, not to mention, I think, a really well-written song by her. And perhaps unsurprisingly, given how much of Scorpion exudes a similar iciness, Drake fits in really well with his feature. But Walker is still the standout, as she should be. And if a boost from the most influential musician of this decade is what it takes for Walker to achieve some level of mainstream success, I'm definitely not complaining. I think she's an artist with a lot of talent, and I'm excited to see what she does next. Caitlin? Okay. I, I'm sad that she didn't debut by herself. On the Hot 100. No, I totally get that. Yeah. Um, I think this is a quality song. I really like the stark difference between how you describe that kind of the aching desire and fighting with the gendered that double standard, and she makes it so blatant that it almost doesn't fit the R and B type of genre. Particularly for a duet with a man now. Exactly. So. I'm a, I was a little confused by this one. I definitely got Ella May vibes, uh, except I think Summer Walker's voice is a little bit better and a little bit more well-developed. The last thing I wanted to say is that I confused this for the Georgia Smith track while I was listening and not looking at the titles. I was like, oh, wait, is this Georgia Smith? And I was like, wait, she's on a Drake? What? And I got super confused for a second. So I find it interesting that both of these singers have kind of had a moment last week. And they're not, I think, stylistically similar, but they're young, they're up-and-comers, and they seem to have a very bright future ahead of them. Different wings of this sort of new crop of ascendant R&B stars, totally. And just as a last point, I definitely recommend if listeners were into that track the rest of the album is pretty good too it's a very cohesive album i remember when it came out last year and i was like this is pretty solid like like you said it's a bit of a bummer that it took a cosign from mr aubrey to launch us into the hot 100 but i'm glad she's here and i hope to find her on this podcast again soon and from there we're going to pivot to someone who i'm always thrilled to see on the hot 100 talking about ski mask the slump god we're talking about faucet failure this is the florida rapper's third song to appear on the hot 100 and all three of those songs come from his debut album, Stokely. 
after its release late last year, that album debuted at number six on the album's chart, which was sort of a culmination of a year's worth of spiking popularity. I might have mentioned this the last time we talked about Ski Mask. That last year also included him being named as one of XXL's freshman class of 2018, which is an annual feature this magazine does to basically highlight new rappers on the rise. They have cipher videos of ciphers with all of them. Go check it out. Ski Masks is, of course, impeccable. And there's not much more to say in way of an introduction. Just keep this one question on your mind as you listen to a clip. What does a failing faucet do? Let's find out. Let's listen to a clip again. Ski mask the slump god, faucet failure. Wanna see my purple pickle up in the wind? Okay. cut this off, get in. And if you don't like me, hit chin chin chin. I'm hotter than a pepper, no mint. Big stepper, no stilts, big tilt. One K ball, my new kilt. New skirt, ice skirt, big dress. New grills, 10K, big lisp. Diamonds dancing on my fist, no disc. Give me lips, rock band like kiss. Remember days me and eggs hitting leaves. One side of the melon, we hit a lick on your. I'm a good fella, missing my jello, my kick. Uh, I am false to failure, my. I got drip. Uh, Ashing on your. It's that Pokemon trainer. Uh, who's this? He should be in cockpit. Uh, Cause I'm flyer than a. I stretch. Okay. On my wood, that won't give me polish. Uh, I'ma put my foot up in it, suck it. Uh, who's this? He should be in cockpit. Uh, Cause I'm flyer than a. I stretch. Uh, on my wood, that won't give me polish. Uh, I am constructor that died that malice. Hey. Yes, gift me. I go from Disney. And a happy meal. Pretty please don't jip me. On the fries, on uh, on the guys, on uh, McDonald's, cause they still sell a pies on uh, Just bought a new suit, got my ties on uh, Said he won't beef, pull up five guys on uh, Yes, I'm fire, a little different like pumpkin fries. Um, hold up. Where's my guy? Caitlin, for all the points, what happens when a faucet fails? I don't know. It drips. Oh. Because he's got drip. Well, you. it could also just not have anything coming out of it, Tanner. Well, Ski Mask always has drip. And in many ways, this is a very typical Ski Mask track, which is to say it's short, goofy, stuffed full of these really breakneck rhythmic switches. And I want to draw a contrast if you think back to our discussion of Offset's Red Room last week, where I was talking about Offset really gradually shifting flows. Ski Mask takes the polar opposite approach. He is switching at the drop of a hat. And on top of that, he's got these really oddball vocal inflections and accents. And then check the variety within this beat. You got the familiar dropouts. They'll show up a lot in Ski Mask tracks. But there's a section in the middle, and it's in this clip that we played, where you not only find the reggaeton clave, but, 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 but you combine that with the constant 808 clap that you would find in the club track. Pop, pop, pop. Can we pop, do it? Pop, Can we pop. do it for them? Should we demonstrate? Let's do it. All right. Are you doing the 808s? I'll do 808s. All there right. I will do the uh, the clave. Ready? <laughs> I'm so proud of us. We're so good. Of course, we'll probably go back and see that it clipped. Yeah, it definitely clipped. Oh, well. Let's see. 1,000% clipped. <laughs> Worth it. This is what you get when you put us in a room. It's great. And it's just a surreal combination of rhythms. In that particular section, it's fascinating. It's totally in keeping with Ski Mask's sort of madcap demeanor. Is this the greatest track of his I've ever heard? No. If you want to see some candidates for that, go listen to some tracks on the Book of Eli. Go listen to Child's Play or something like that. But is it still extremely difficult for Ski Mask to not impress me? Absolutely. Caitlin? Tanner is really happy because this track has totally converted me yes. to... 
what are we going to call ski masks religion? Ski maskism. No, that sounds gross. <laughs> anyway, I'm a fan. I'm definitely going to go back and check out some of the songs that Tanner recommends. The lyrics here are fire. I They remind me actually of a past pick that was Tyler, the creator's okra. How he has that quarter pound of big Mackey chicken nuggets. Beef puns in general. Beef and food puns are great. They're so good. They're very near and dear to our hearts. Their lyrics here are so good. The way that Ski Mask varies his consonant pronunciation is fascinating to me. Where he goes from hard R's, where he really just draws them out and it's almost like he's gritting his teeth, to just almost like a speaking, normal speaking tone. At some points, you can almost imagine his face. One of my favorite things to do is to ask people to talk, but make their face as small as they possibly can, and just do that and see what you can make a sound. And it he just sounds like he's having fun in the studio. And you can just, the animated character just comes out in a lot of ways in his pronunciation, which I'm a fan of. And again, just that 808 clap. Oh my gosh, it's so, like... early 2010s dance music for some reason it reminded me of 303 which makes tanner just cried a little how dare you (laughs) did you expect anything less no thank you tanner tell the people what they want to hear what you want to hear is that this is our pick of the week there are actually a lot of candidates here uh particularly from my end i found this to be a really strong week we had some other ones that we talked about we talked about potentially uh Caitlin's, uh... Everybody wanna be like me. Everybody wanna be like me. Which I think might have been, like, what, the third Lil Pump pick of the week or something ridiculous? Oh, yeah, we couldn't, I mean... I mean, we could. Now that you put it that way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. One country pick of the week in two years and three Lil Pumps. More more pump than years of this podcast would be a lot to, to go through. But we came together, Ski Mask, the great uniter of the week. And I'm still very excited for Caitlin to listen to more of him. And I'm very excited that you listened to this episode of Chart Chat, the podcast equivalent of pumpkin fries. If you'd like to listen to all this past week's chart debuts, you can find a Spotify playlist in the show notes. And if you have any questions, feedback, or corrections, you can get in touch with us via email at chartchatcast at gmail.com. Also, if you're interested in following us on social media, check us out on Twitter and Instagram. We'll be posting a photo later of both of us in the same room, in the flesh. It'll be great. And it'd also be great if you rated and reviewed us on your audio platform of choice. Helps us find new listeners, etc., etc. Also, don't forget to send us songs if you want to see a song that you love either praised or torn to shreds in a future mini-episode. No, we won't tear it to shreds. We try to stay productive with our criticism here on Chart Chat, but we would love to hear from you, generally. It'll be a lot of fun. Chart Chat's intro theme was written by Peter Kelly, and our cover art was made by Billy Phillips, both from Coronation Media. Coronation Media is a creative studio specializing in video production, animation, and graphic design. To learn what they can do for your company or organization, visit www.coronationmedia.com. Chart Chat is also a member of the Teej.fm network from WTJU. To learn more, visit Teej.fm. That's T-E-E-J.fm. Thanks again for listening to Chart Chat. I'm Tanner Green. And I'm Caitlin Flay. And we dot dot dot. We'll catch you next week. Here's your waffle pill. Okay. Let's make a deal, rubble still skin. She wanna see my purple pickle up in the wind. Okay. Sean cut us off, get in. And if you don't like me, hit chinny chin chin. I'm hotter than a pepper, no mint. Big stepper, no stilts, big tip. 1K, ball my new kilt. New skirt, ice skirt, big dress. New grills, tank.